Alex Giorgio. You almost forgot what it was, didn't you? I did. And my name is Deb Miner. I did almost forget. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Library Variety Show, Alex. Yes. How great to see you again. It's How been great like to see a long time. It has. Wow. A week. A week. A week. A week. Can be forever. It can. It can. A week can be forever. Mm-hmm. So we have a special guest with us today. We do. A very special guest. Yes, one of our um, one of our most favorite new special guests. One of our favorite people. One of our favorite people. Who said that they would never be our guest? Never say never. Yes. And yet here they are. And here they are. <laughs> I know. Very and excited about it. We ha- we have them sitting all the way in the recording room so they can't escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to have to jump over both of us to get out of here. That may happen. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got her for the hour. Or, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. however long it takes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could be here weeks. Do you want to introduce our guest? This is Shannon Belcher, who has been with the library for many years. Many, many years, um, yes. And she is going to talk about Better Homes, homes of South, South Bend. Bend. Yes. Um, about the book mm-hmm. and then about um, some exciting um, stuff. stuff. Some personal connections. Yes. To Better Homes. Um, but... First, <laughs> we're going to start with a check-in, Deb. Aww, you always start with me. What are you reading, watching, and doing? Well, I just finished two books, honestly. Um, I finished listening to We Spread by Ian Reed. How is that about peanut butter? <laughs> no, that is how we ended the last episode, isn't it? No, this is about it's it's really kind of interesting. Um, I listened to it. Um, it's narrated by Penny, who is an artist, who is probably I'd say like she's in her eighties, but she's talking about and reminiscing about her partner who has just died, who is also an artist, um, and um, she falls. While she's in her apartment, um, she wakes up with the landlord standing above her who has told her that it's time for her to move into this assisted living facility that she has no recollection of. So the next thing you know, they're packing up her stuff as she's recovering from, she ended up hitting her head when she fell. And she ends up in this assisted living facility that is like this big house that's run by Shelly and Jack, um, who are the caretakers of this. And there's only like three other people in this whole assisted living facility. And so at first it sounds like, wow, this is the ideal place. It's in the forest. It's beautiful. They're really, they're hyper-focused on their well-being and their health, and, but there's a lot of weird things going on. They're a little too nice, and then things start happening. So the whole time, and it's only her voice you're, you're hearing. I mean, there's interaction between the others and the other characters, but 
you there's other things going on because Shelly, who's the woman who owns this house, is obsessed with the whole aging process and kind of hulking in the aging process. So there's all these weird things that go on, and you don't know whether they're inside her head, like she's having memory issues, or these things are actually happening. But it gets creepier and creepier, and that's all I'm gonna say. Just in time for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, so it's really, it's very interesting. I mean, it's a commentary on aging in itself, but also, um, you know, and and focus and she and Shelley is also hyper focused on them being and working all the time. Like they're all have different gifts. Like Penny's an artist. There's another guy who's a mathematician. Um, a woman who is a translator. And then there's another person who I can't remember. Oh, he he plays violin. So they all have some kind of gift, but it's, anyway, it's, it's really interesting. There's a lot. It would be a good, like, book club book to use because it has a lot of different elements. And then I finished reading um, Everything Beautiful, A Guide to Finding Hidden Beauty in the World by Ella Frances Sanders. And it's, it's really a beautiful book. It's a good gift book, honestly. Because it talks about beautiful beauty in different aspects. So, like, how we define beauty. <laughs> and also how society defines beauty. And how that doesn't always kind of go together. And what resonates with you may not resonate with me. And, um, but it's, it's, it's really good. I really enjoy, have enjoyed it. There's a lot of beautiful illustrations. A lot of quotes and yeah, things like by, that. By your standards of beauty, they're beautiful. Yes, you're right. That's that's exactly right. You could say that about the book itself. But I've enjoyed it. I think it's it's a quite lovely book. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's not my typical book that I read. It's not sad at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read everything sad. I'm going to stop saying that because not everything I read is sad. Just 99 no, I just I like introspective books. I guess I like. I think that's true. Yeah, you do. I do. I like to think. I like to have different perspectives. Are you watching anything, guys? Um, I am watching. Are you starting to kill people yet? No, I did not. But I did. Th- I'm I'm watching reboot, and I really like it. It's good. That's on my list. It's a really it's good show. Good. And the more I get into it, the more I like it. And I love the characters. And, um, yeah, I really have enjoyed it. Me too. I like it a lot. Um, and there was another one that I just I was watching too. Did you watch all of Reboot? No. Did, did you I'm watch not, all of Reboot? I'm it's not. still airing, but yes, I'm caught up. Oh, no, yeah. just eight episodes. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the... Oh, no. I think that was the finale. Darn. The cliffhanger, right? I think that sounds likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mm. sad. <laughs> no, but I, I really like it. It's really, it's much funnier. I liked it. I did not think I would like it. I didn't, I didn't like, um, what's his name? Her dad. Paul Reisner. Paul, Paul Reisner. 
I did not like his character at all. But now I really kind of, mm-hmm. there's so many What did I read was supposed to play that character? Somebody was supposed to play that character. It wasn't going to be Paul Reiser and it ended up Michael McKeon. Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I like Paul Reiser. Yeah, and I do. I love it. I just, I, yeah, I love it. So. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I like wasn't that bad at all. So. But I love his character. Yeah. I've really kind of it's fallen in love with him. He's so, well, yeah, but it, it's, he's very endearing. Yeah. Too. Very flawed. Yeah. I like so, the kid. Mm-hmm. I think the kid's really funny. He is. <laughs> well, I, he's growing on me because I did not like him at all. But yes. He and his hair have grown on yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the hair is something. Very, um, very so Justin Bieberish. Right out of the uh, Richard Johnson. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I know there was something else, but. I know. I know. God, that's just terrifying. I think that's probably my worst fear is like, you know, not forgetting that I'm not being aware of my surroundings. It seems like some people are content and others are not. So I guess I hope if I do forget, I'm content with it. Yeah, I suppose. But I don't know. Yeah. So, Shannon, what are you reading, watching, and doing? Well, currently I am reading The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein Hmm. about redlining. I'm reading this book because of the interactive display that we have here at the library located on the second floor. Yeah. Yeah, so most of the display panels are in, but we're still waiting on a few more that are more geared towards South Bend, Mm -hmm. um, and they will be in, I believe, towards the beginning of December, and I may potentially have to give tours of this exhibit, so I just wanted to be more, become more knowledgeable about redlining. Redlining, yeah. Yeah. I do like that interactive map where you I'm going to come and ask lots of questions. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) It's a a very cool exhibit. I like, I mean, I like the interactive part where you can put the little push pin, like where you used to live, Mm -hmm. and if you still live in the area Mm -hmm. where you live now. I still have to go look at it. You should do that while you're in the building. I have to hang out. Yeah, it, it is very interesting, and it will be, it's up until, like, January, January. Yeah, the it? soft the soft opening was last week. Yeah, yeah. so, and of course, we, we record in advance, but uh, a few episodes ago, we talked to Grace right. uh, <coughs> about it a little right. bit, and yeah. did not have a new episode last week, uh, just a week off for Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, so what else? Um, I am also, well, I was watching Reboot. It, the season is over, apparently. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot more than I expected to. Yeah, me too. And That's how I felt, too. I was Julie like, Hill actually recommended it to me, so I'm glad she did. Yeah. But I, I must say this, I do get a lot of good recommendations from the podcast. I have, you know, oh, listened to you or watched, like, a lot of things that you've talked about on the show. It's because we have good taste. Absolutely. Like, physical on Apple TV. 
I watched that because oh. of you, Did you Alex. watch both seasons? Yes. It gets better the second season. It does, yes. Oh, it's so dark. It, it really is. It's great. Um, I also get a lot of good suggestions from Bev Minor. Yeah, I'm going to start oh. watching from scratch. Oh, that's right. That's what I started watching from scratch, Mm -hmm. which is based on a memoir about, yes, about a young woman who goes to Florence, Italy for like an art immersion program. I thought you were going to say art emergency program. And I was like, what's an art emergency? I wish there was an art emergency where we just emergency, like emergency. show we up art. at the, a scene with hand of paint and just start going at it. Yeah. Creating the emergency. But, yeah. <laughs> so she meets a, a chef. They fall in love. And then he dies. He does. Spoiler. It is not a spoiler because you know up front when you read the book that yeah. that's what happens. I mean, it was a memoir. Wait, is this a book or a, it's a show? Based, it's based on a book. Oh, okay. It's now a limited series on Netflix. Um, and it's it's just gotten to a sad part. Mm-hmm. I was on episode four and I like had to take a break. It's really well done. I thought it was well cast. It was, um, it's beautiful. Yeah, but it is it is sad. You will cry. I, uh, or will be. Will I? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not you, Alex. I cried during Bros twice. <laughs> oh, but that was that was really tender. I did too, though. I felt there was just a lot of tender moments in that movie. His, his so. like big monologue, and then at the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it was sweet. I thought that movie was really sweet. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. I was I watched a trailer on a movie yesterday that I'm not sure that that's what came out late in the late October. With Kate Blanchett, Tar. She plays a Tar. I don't it, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right, but she plays a conductor. Have you seen? Like, have you like seen? A no, no, no. I knew like you were gonna say that. I, I looked star on uh, <laughs> Shining Station. I looked at your face and I knew exactly <laughs> what you were thinking. <laughs> no, uh, you know, conductor of a symphony in, so, Ber- in Berlin. Senses his audio. Deb's waving her arms around <laughs> <laughs> as a visual, so I know what she's talking well, yeah, about. I, I want you to understand me. <laughs> well, I um, have just been reading school things, um, but no, I mean, nothing really interesting. Lots of magazines. Mm. Um, but I, I love magazines. Yeah. I go through magazine periods as well. Right, yeah. Um, but I've been watching a lot of horror movies. I watched a movie called Antlers that uh, had the kid that played Billy son's name. I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. Um, he played Uncle B- Baby Billy's son in yeah, yeah. The, the young version, not the Macaulay Culkin older version in Righteous Gemstones. And he's like the star of this Antlers that kid's movie. Name. Um, and that was pretty good. It was it was creepy. Um, is that based? Is that based on a book? I, feel, it's, I think I it's based on a like Joe Hill book. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Like a shooting pain son. Short story. Um, oh man. Lots of like folklore stuff. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. And um, very unexpected. Uh, I um I watched The Purge, which I had never seen before. And Harmon is what his name Harmon. is. Harmon. 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 Yeah. So the kid who played Harmon mm-hmm. is like the lead in this movie. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've been watching lots of horror movies, and, uh, I've been watching The Connor. Do you like that? I love it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's really good. I love Lori Metcalf. She's so funny. Um, and I think it's great, like, I mean, they don't make a lot of shows like that anymore, because they can't make sitcoms. Uh think that they're all like all of the characters are really strong dj is no longer on it oh um what happened to him i think they wrote him off (laughs) um um, but becky's a really strong character um which becky is it it's the first becky okay so when when it came back as roseanne they had becky too playing a different character Mm -hmm. um but just, like, for a few episodes. But it's original Becky. Okay. The better Becky. <laughs> um, and that is a hill I'll die on. Uh, <laughs> strong words. You feel words. pretty strong about that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, by the time this airs, I will have seen Wicked for the second time this year. Sixth time overall. Um... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, this weekend I'm going. Are you? Where are you going to go? Uh, Chicago. Oh, nice. I'm going to be there for the weekend and nice. see Wicked because, you know, I have to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the week after that, I'm going to see Fran Leibowitz. Oh, um, nice. In Milwaukee. Nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, maybe the only person more negative than me. <laughs> you got negative. What are you talking about, man? You're Mr. Positivity. Yeah. I mean, basically that book you read about beauty, I could have written it. Yeah. I'm sure. You could have. Mine would have been about finding the ugly in everyday <laughs> life. It's no. there. You just have to look for it. All right. So. Here we are. Shannon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in? <laughs> the pressure is on. Like, who are you? <laughs> How long have you been at the library? What brought you to the library? What's your favorite thing about working at the library? Have I we should... actually revealed that about ourselves? No. We're, we are expecting no. our guests to reveal that, but we yeah. have not yet revealed the that guests. about ourselves. It's okay. a mystery. It's I've like, who cursed. killed Laura Palmer? They got to keep tuning in. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with it. Go ahead, okay. Shannon. Okay. I guess away. I should have been more prepared. Um, hello. I mean, <laughs> my you could lie. I Nobody could. would know. They may not. Well, my name is Shannon Belcher. Mm-hmm. I've worked for the library for 30 years. I started as a shelver in 1992, <laughs> um, and I've known Deb as long as I've been working here. Yeah. So that's one fun fact about me. Yeah. I currently work in the customer service department. I am an, I'm 
associate librarian. Had to think of the title. Yeah. What else? Well, what brought you to the library? I love to read. <clears throat> when oh, that's a what, that's how you. What um, you're not no, 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 no. I have more. Okay. <clears throat> I have more. Um, I was looking for a job. I and my father said, "Well, why don't you try working? You know, for the library. You're always there anyway." That made sense. That's cool. So mm-hmm. here I am, thirty years later, still here. Still here. And what's your favorite part about working at the library? My favorite part about working at the library is the people. Um, both co-workers and the patrons. I love working <laughs> with my co-workers, and I also really love the patrons who come in. Yeah. And what is it that you do every day? Mm-hmm. The schedule is what I do every day. No, I'm talking about <laughs> changing people's lives oh, every yes. day, Shannon. I am changing and improving people's lives daily, daily. here at the library. Yeah. Every day, Deb. Every day. Every day. Every day. So if you're looking for your life to change, <laughs> come on down. Come on down and talk to Shannon. Yeah. She'll be giving tours. Yeah. <laughs> that will change your life. Absolutely. It will. There you go. Yes. So so tell us what Better Homes of South Bend is. Better Homes of South Bend is a book that was written by Gabrielle Robinson. I initially learned about the book from my grandfather, who was Leroy Cobb Sr. He was talking about this book. He kept calling it my book. So Uh I was thinking, Gramp? That's what we called him, Gramp. Gramp Uh wrote a book? I was confused (laughs) about what he was writing about. But, you know, as I learned, it was a book about, um, it was a book about him and others buying uh, homes on Elmer Street. Mm Mm-hmm. So that made more sense, you know, rather than him writing this book <laughs> about something mysterious. Was he not a man that would write a book? He no, he would not have written a book. He was he loved fishing, he loved taking pictures, he loved things like that, but he never mentioned, you know, the urge to write a book to okay. me. <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> so So tell us about this neighborhood on sure. Elmer Street. Okay. Well, let me tell you, let me start telling you about my, about my grandfather. Okay, that's a good okay. place to start. Awesome. So, and he used to tell me this story often. Um, I went to school in Bloomington, and I did not have a car, so he would come get me and take, he would take me to and from school. And it's a long drive. It is a very so, long drive. And a boring drive. Absolutely it is. Yep. So there was plenty time, plenty of time for him to talk, which he loved to do. Oh, yeah. So he told me about, you know, him graduating from high school in 1948, June 1948. He got a job at Studebaker that same month, and then cool. he married my grandmother, you mm-hmm. know, towards the end of that month. So it was a big month for him. So I knew that they had bought the home, had it built on Elmer Street, but I didn't really know the story behind it because he never mentioned that. Sure. (laughs) Like, at all. (laughs) Until it was a book. Until it was a book. He wanted you to buy the book. He really did. (laughs) (laughs) He really did. So he he became a part of um, Better Homes of South Bend, it was shortly after he and my grandmother got, well, not shortly after they got married. They got married in 1948. And the Better Homes of South Bend thing came about in 1950. 
So just so it's two like years. An organization. It was an organization that they started. They started the organization um, in order to buy in order to buy the land on Elmer Street mm-hmm. and have homes built. So they so they started the organization because there was more strength in numbers, so they sure. wanted to do it as an organization rather than individuals. They mm-hmm. felt that they would have a better chance at, you know, purchasing, like, the land and having the homes built, right. which ended up being true. So in 1950, yeah, May... 21st, 1950, they had their first meeting. Um, my grandfather at that point, he was 20 years old. Wow. So the peop- the Very homeowners, young. I mean, they ranged in age from 70 to 20. So my grandfather was the youngest, wow. me and my grandmother. So, But you didn't tell us why this was a big deal. Well, it was a big deal because um, the homeo- the potential homeowners, people who were in Better Homes of South Bend, they were all black, and they wanted to buy the, the land. It was like in a white neighborhood, so that's why it's a big deal. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> so. Okay, so. Better Homes, the South Bend organization, they had their first meeting in May of 1950. And the whole process took a little over three years. So my grandparents moved into their house on November 1st, 1953. I remember my grandfather telling me this. He did tell me this much about it, um, that she had just turned 21, like in October. Uh-huh. So she couldn't sign like a portion of the paperwork because she wasn't 21 yet. So they had to wait until after oh, her until birthday after in order to okay. sign the paperwork. Gotcha. So they were very happy, you know, thrilled to be moving into these homes. It was a total of 22 families who moved in. It was the 1700 and 1800 block of mm-hmm. Elmer, Elmer Street. Street. Okay, yeah. cool. And so all of the families, I mean, they knew each other um, and they all considered themselves, you know, one big family. I know my mom and her friends all had, like, great memories of growing up on uh-huh. the street. They had, like, an annual parade. I'm on not Elmer great street. enough to tell you. No. <laughs> <laughs> they had an annual um, Elmer Street parade where there was a king and queen. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that was a big deal for them. But yeah. they were, like, they were just, like, one big family. Wait, did your mom ever win? I don't know if she won. I mean, you might have royal bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that could very well be true. So, had they not before the book came out, had you not known this part of their? I their had life? known about the better homes portion of right. it. I knew that you know they had the house built, uh-huh. and they moved in, right. but not like the but better homes. Like no, history behind it. no, that's interesting. That it was never talked about. No, until he the did book not. I asked my mom if. He had talked to her about it. She's mm-hmm. like, no. And, you know, her. He, she said, Mo- well, her mother didn't either. So, I mean, no, they just kind of left did that they, out. Did they understand, wow. like, that it was a big deal? It was a, or yeah. did they, was it just like, this is how we got our house? Well, I think in the book it talks about, like, the members of the organization feeling the need to, like, keep it a secret. So there was, like, oh, secrecy behind okay. it. So right. I think and that can't car- be trusted. Apparently not. So that carried over, I think, yeah. you know, to their own families. Sure. Well, at least, you know, with my grandparents, you know, well, they just didn't maybe, talk yeah, about if it. You, yeah, if you have that, 
mm-hmm. you know, sought or directed not to say anything <laughs> about it, then it does kind of stay with you. Uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. Or they yeah. knew your reputation. I know, Alex. <laughs> like, uh, Shannon's going to tell the world. So, huh. we are out of time, and we haven't even scratched the surface. No. So, we are going to have to wait till next week. To finish our to story. To finish. Which and, and so... We want emails. Please email us. Podcast at sjcpl.org. Um, send us questions, comments, concerns. Um, Deb can help you find the beauty in everyday life. She's <laughs> certified now. Um, we can give you advice about what peanut butter to buy. <laughs> right. Crunchy or smooth. Um, or powdered. Uh, so... We've got Shannon Belcher, who will be back with us next week. Woohoo! I'm Alex Giorgio. I'm still that minor. Goodbye. Bye. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and or guests and are constantly evolving. They do not reflect the views of the St. Joseph County Public Library, its board of directors, or its administration.